This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Dane Espigard. Dane is a culture consultant who teaches, assists, and executes the implementation of a culture centered around dream achieving. The system is bottom-up, and emphasizes the development and personal lives of the team member. Dane works with companies in a very simple manner to get the culture started and leaves them with some very easy to implement steps. Dane brings a a successful people-oriented method to market in his latest book, The Dream Machine. Thanks so much for joining me today, Dane. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Excellent. Me too. I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here. So let's talk about this um, whole concept of dreams. And I want to start by asking you why this topic matters so much right now. Yeah, I think that, you know, when it comes to topics like this, I think, you know, overall, I think that it matters all the time. But I do think specifically right now with you know, on the, on the tail end of the pandemic and everything that's going on just in the world in general, I think that there's an extra need right now for hope. And what I found is that having conversations with people about, you know, their dreams and what they aspire to and things they'd be excited about, what it does, it just brings them back from this, you know, situation where we don't have a lot of control to the outside world and things that are happening around us and brings us to a space where, you know, we have a little bit more certainty and a little bit more excitement. Yeah, I get that. So what's the difference between goals and dreams? So uh, dream or goals, I, I've been in the in the direct sales industry for quite some time. And my, my job in that space is goal setting, helping people to set goals all the time. And, you know, I see people often set goals that they know very confidently that are within reach, which kind of defeats the purpose of goal setting. <laughs> And, uh, you know, subconsciously, we we all want to hit our goals and feel really good about it. So I think when we change the language to dreams, it allows us to be, you know, ungrounded, to think big without this expectation of I have to do it. And so a lot of times the language that we use around dreams is, you know, someday, maybe, could you? In other words, hey, just because you're putting it down on your list doesn't mean that you're committing to doing it. We're just writing things down that would give you energy. And if it ever happened, would be pretty exciting. And so I find that this process allows people to stretch a little bit more and to, 
uh, you know, not think with the normal constraints of finances, time, and 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 that really, I think, is what what changes their their you know future outlook a little bit more. Wow, that's interesting. So um, now, I mean, this is probably obvious, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Why do dreams matter at work? Because work is where we really think about goals a lot right? That seems to be the focus, but, um, you know, yeah, your, your I, viewpoint is dreams matter. So, you know, so. there's, I've been doing this in my business since 2013 and I, I don't think I fully recognize the value of it. it. For me, it was just a lot of fun and it was, it brought a different flavor to work. And in, instead of constantly talking to people about, you know, hey, what's your sales goal for the next quarter? Or, hey, you got to keep growing. This brought just a totally different conversation that was people focused. And instead, the conversation was, hey, what are the dreams that you're checking off your list this next year, this next quarter, the next six months? And then that's where the conversation would start. And then we would go back to, all right, that's awesome. In order to do that, what needs to happen at work to enable that? And so we'd been doing that for a lot of years. And what I didn't recognize is that what we were training our people on was how to be great problem solvers. So they were introducing their own problems, such as how do I go on this you know, trip or how do I you know, get healthier? How do I, they were positive problems, but they were constantly solving things in their life. And then when the pandemic happened, most of our company actually took a downward turn, I think like most businesses. Yeah. My team just got to work in finding solutions and I remember sitting back, just watching this happen. I was like, this is so cool to, to see this. And so that's actually right after like, like maybe three, four months into the pandemic is when I decided to write the book because I was like, I didn't recognize necessarily the, the larger impact yeah. that the dreams mindset have. And then since then, you know, you've probably heard the terminology being used on the great resignation, right? And so there's yeah. been a ton of surveys out there from Gallup and everybody else in terms of like, why are people leaving organizations? And, and what it boiled down to is so many people want to be valued for who they are, not what they do. And that, when I was reading those, I was like, that lines up exactly with what we've been doing on the dreams concept is no longer is somebody a number, no longer is somebody this specific role. They're all pursuing the life of their dreams. They just happen to be working here while they're doing it. Oh, I love that. They just happen to be working here while they're doing it. Okay. So that, that is really great. Now, th this feels like for a lot of companies, it requires a change to their culture because, you know, as you just said, the great resignation is a lot because people want to be valued for who they are and not what they do. And mm -hmm. so something's got to give. So mm -hmm. in your estimation, how can a company change their culture? So I think there's a lot of different ways you know, obviously I'm partial to the dreams culture, obviously. <laughs> um, but when, if, if a business is trying to change their culture, I think first it's identifying what is it right now? And for a lot of organizations, there's the, Hey, here's what we want it to be. And here's what we say it is, but that's not actually what the culture is, right? Finding the culture is talking to people on the team that aren't necessarily the decision maker. And they tell you, what's the feel of the team? What is it like to be here, right? What are the people, you know, value? And it's like, that's where you really find the culture. So I think you start off by taking an assessment of where are we at? How do we get here? And then it's looking at, okay, what, what do we want it to be? And then it's 
getting the people on the team's opinion on how we get there. Right. So people have so much more buy-in nowadays to being a part of something that they help create. And so I settled on the dreams culture and this was, I had started two different businesses. And so, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know until you kind of get punched in the face or the gut a little bit. Right. So the first time I started my team, I, I didn't know anything about culture. And then I got the opportunity to see culture be created good and bad on our team, things I liked and things I didn't like. And then I moved within the same business to another, another territory, started again from scratch. I was a little bit better at building culture. And then when I had the opportunity to move a third time to a larger market and a market that I didn't want to leave. And so I was very intentional about, hey, if I was in this market for the next 20 years, what is a culture that I would be excited about staying in? And I had, I had the opportunity to hear Matthew Kelly, uh, an author and a speaker, uh, come into our company and, and oh my goodness, and, and uh, deliver a speech. And what was so amazing at that, what was so amazing at that speech was hearing him talk about dreams. And so that's where I went back and said, this is what I'm going to do in my business. We just started talking to people about dreams and what it was like and, and you know, what they had to do to, to accomplish their dreams. There were so many different cool conversations. We didn't know what we were doing. We were just talking about dreams. And I think what makes this work, though, is the leader of the organization has to be willing to lead and live whatever that culture is out loud. And that, that's what we've had success with, with the dreams culture. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, and the leadership has to be um, able to let go of a lot of control in order to get that buy-in from people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting. So this also, so it's interesting for me and I, I just, there's such an overlap between the person's personal life and their work life that, that I don't think a lot of companies have considered before, but, I, but that's some of the sense that I'm getting from what you're talking about. What are ways mm -hmm. that, organizations can engage with their employees outside of work and really promote that, I don't know, work-life balance, harmony, whatever you want to call it. Well, yeah, I think that um, there, there's, there's the old school of thought, right? The old management style, which is like, you come here, you do your work, and then you go home. And that was the whole, like, I've got my work life, I've got my home life. Well, those lines, they're not even blurred anymore. They're just gone, right? And, and even the way that we work now, right, in terms of we work from home and not all the time, right? Some people still go into a location, but, you know, the pandemic, everybody went home and worked from home and, and now it hasn't gone back to where it was before. It's, it's kind of lived somewhere in between. And so there really isn't the, here are the lines of when I go to work and when I'm not at work. And so I think one is just accepting that. I think that's important to understand. Like, I, I can't just expect my people not to bring their personal things to work. Like, it's just, and, and if you think about it also, it's, hey, when I'm in a fight with my wife or in a disagreement, like, it's almost impossible for me to just block that out and just show up to work, right? And so right. I think acknowledging that all of the employees and team members, we're all wearing a bunch of hats, right? Husband, wife, mother, father, team leader, what, you know, whatever we wear at work and, and so everybody's got a lot going on. 
And so I think number one is recognizing it. And then number two is, is there a way for you to communicate with your people about what's going on and, and for them to have a place to be able to speak about those things? And so I'm sure there are a lot of different ways to do this. We have found success with dreams because what it does is it opens the door to talking about personal life, but it's in a positive way. And so, you know, I don't think anybody wants the culture where it's like, yeah, everybody feels comfortable talking about what's going on at home, but it's all negative. Like, let me just vent about all the things I'm yeah. upset about. And right. so what the dreams aspect does, it allows us to say, hey, what are you, what are you most excited about in life right now? What's on your dreams list that you're going towards? And so that allows us also to have very transparent conversations. And there's a lot of cool things that come up from that. Like health is one of the categories. We have people on our team that are talking about, you know, how they're, how they have let themselves get out of shape and they're committed to this and they're going to run their first tough mutter in six months. And now people on the team are cheering them on and asking, Hey, when's that race? Is it coming up? And so I think there's, what it does is it allows people to support because it's all centered around things that they're choosing that they want to do. And it really, so it really stems from, do they have a dreams list and are they, you know, reminded of that list on a regular basis? That's at least for the dreams culture. Okay. Yeah. Great. And, and that's, I mean, you're a great proponent of the dreams culture. I think it's fabulous. I, I love this whole concept because it, it is such a mindset shift and mm -hmm. so empowering for people as a whole, right. In, in their work, in their life and, and whatnot. Dreaming of a better sleep, tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Um, now you mentioned health as a category. Um, what are the other categories that need to be filled or buckets? that need to be yeah. for someone to be able to operate hundred percent. So what, what we go through and, and you know, the, the whole dreams culture thing, this isn't, I, I didn't create this. I, I really stole the idea from Matthew Kelly and in his stuff, when it comes to the dream manager, they actually have one employee that their job, their salary is paid to simply do this. When I had my team and I started doing this, we just didn't have a budget for that. So we figured out a way to kind of do it organically and to put the onus more on the individual. And what's come from that is we now have a budget for a dream manager, but we don't need them because it's really bottom up. And, and that's, what, that's what excites me most about this. So we take people through the process of nine different categories. 
And the nine different categories that they go through, we start with travel because travel, I think, is the easiest thing for people to wrap their head around and, and get an abundance of things on their list. Then we go into adventure, right? So what are some, you know, those are kind of like the bucket list things. Like, oh, I'd love to go in a hot air balloon or go whitewater rafting or something like that. Then we go into material. That could be, you know, improvements to their home or, you know, things they'd be excited about kind of rewarding themselves with at some point. And then we get into financial and career. Then we go through family and relationships. So which relationships do they want to value more? How do they want to show up in the relationship? So a lot of the dreams list, it starts out as things that you can, you know, check off the list, like, oh, I did that. And then it kind of moves into things that are more, you know, ways that I would like to be, right? So my, the top of my family and relationships is be a great dad. And then I list out, to me, being a great dad means blank, right? Being intentional, being present. And, and, write, and I write all those things out. So every time I look through my list, it reminds me, right, of the way I want to be. Then we go through health, both mental and physical. Then we go through uh, creativity and skills. So maybe you want to learn a new language or instrument or kind of tap back into that side of your brain. Then we have spirituality and faith. And then the last one that we get to is legacy, legacy and charity. And so we really try and hit all areas and everybody's different. So, you know, there'll be people that go through this that only have 10 or 15 on one category, but then they have 50 in another category. Is it really possible to nail all four of them at once? All four of what's that? The four buckets, the four. Um, yeah, I, th I think so. But I also think that we just, we have different seasons in life, right? So I've, I have yeah. the pleasure of taking so many different age groups through this. And when I'm working with a group that's maybe 18 to 22, you know, they're putting down a bunch of material and financial and all of these things on there, right? Yeah. If I'm working with a, a, a company, you know, a company that's got maybe average age 45 years old, a lot of them aren't putting material ones down, right? And, yeah. and a lot of theirs are more maybe health and legacy and, and uh, relationships. And so what I love about it, though, is somebody does this, you know, in our organization, we do this twice a year. And so their list kind of evolves. And depending on what season of life they're in is what they're going to be more, you know, moved to do. And I think that's, that's fitting. I think that's really important because um, I, I was just in a conversation yesterday with a bunch of people and we were talking about how businesses go through seasons, right? Mm -hmm. And so we always, there's things that we need to be revisiting and taking a look at to make sure is this still relevant. And the same is true for people, you know, we, we have different stages of our life. And so our interests, needs, desires, dreams mm -hmm. uh, vary depending on where we are. Yeah. Um, and every, yeah. every I'm, I've been in different seasons where I'll look up my list and I'll say, I can't believe I put that down, <laughs> you oh, know, and so really? um, I'll make edits where I'm like, man, that's from five years ago. That's no longer a dream and I'll take it off. Right. Huh. So for my dreams this time, about four, 450 that are on there, but it's always growing. I'm taking ones off because I achieved them or I outgrew it or something. And then I'm adding different ones on there because I hear cool things from other people. Have you ever encountered someone who um, couldn't really embrace this concept? Yes, and. So my, my answer on that would be absolutely. But the way that I look at all of this is dreaming is just like any other muscle that we have. And there's 
you know, the whole concept of you don't use it, you lose it. And so, you know, I can use my mom as an example. The first time that I took her through this, um, she was divorced and on a teacher salary, right? About 60 years old. And so it was difficult for her to wrap her head around, hey, where, we, where do you want to go in the world, right? Just the first category. And she immediately was like, well, I can't do that. And then she was thinking about all the places that she can't go because of whatever, finances and schedule and you name it. So, I mean, it took a while to get her moving, but then she, you know, we kind of broke through and then she was able to start adding on there. What I, what I think is right when it comes to this is there's, there's no perfect way to do this. And when somebody goes through and they do their dreams list for the first time and they, you know, maybe they only like somebody who has trouble with this, the first time they go through the workshop, they might only come up with 40 to 50 dreams, but the next time they do it, they'll probably come up with 60 to 80. And, and it's because they're now thinking a little bit differently. They just got something, you know, on their list that they're like, oh, I guess I could go do that. Some of the things on the list, they don't seem like a dream. I had a guy in my team, I talk about this in the book that I called him during the pandemic, like the first couple of months. I said, hi, how, how you holding up? And he said, great, actually. I've had a lot more time to get some dreams done on my list. I said, what's the most recent thing you did? And he goes, I just got done flossing for 30 days straight. And I said, that was a dream. He goes, yep, that was on my health dreams. So some of the dreams aren't, you know, buy a dream house. They can be minor things, which do 20 pushups in a row, right? Something like that. That's, that's just getting somebody moving. The whole idea of like progress is happiness, right? If can I get somebody moving in a positive direction? Wow. That, that, that's great. I love that example. Um, shoot. I just had a question. Um, Oh, I know what it was. So, so if there's a small business owner listening mm -hmm. and they're thinking to themselves, you know, th this sounds great. It's all new, wh whatever. Is there one thing you would say that they could do to start the process? Is it getting their team together or is there something they need to do alone first? Yeah, that, I think that's a great question. So I wrote the book from the from the like the the purpose of the book was for anybody, any business owner, team leader, whatever, to be able to take the book and then after reading it, be able to immediately implement so that they could do it on their own. Nice. Um, so we talk about how to actually facilitate the initial dreams workshop, and that's really kind of like step one for a team is that they have to make their list. So now. What's the right way to do that is really up to the business owner. Some business owners are like, they'll read the book and say, I absolutely can do this. Other business owners say, well, I think I want to hire somebody to come in and do it so that I can also participate. So for the business owner, I would say, if you're going to do it yourself, you should sit down and do your own dream storming, right? So that you have your own list prior yeah. to doing this. Um, or I, I, I've had plenty of people that have just said, well, I'm just going to hire somebody to do it, I'll come in and do it, whether it's on Zoom or in person, and then the business owner actually gets to participate as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and, and what I'm hearing is there's no right, there, there's no one right way to do it. No, I think, I think as long as they're moving in the direction of helping people create their lists, I think they're winning. Yeah, right. Right. Wow. 
I love this concept. I'm so glad you wrote the book and I'm so glad that you um, were able to spend some time with me ex explaining this concept to the listeners. I think, um, I think this is something that was probably has always been valuable, mm -hmm. potentially more so now that uh, companies have to change, you know, they have to acknowledge that what worked before, what potentially worked for them before isn't necessarily working now or yeah. going to work in the future, right? Yep. So, um, so thank you very much. And will you tell the listeners how they can find you and, and where they can get the book? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on all social media platforms. I'd say Instagram is the one I'm probably most active on. And I, I like to do dream spotlighting of people that are getting their, you know, their dreams accomplished right. and stuff as well. Um, but then my, my website, which is just my name, daneespigard.com. If somebody wants to get a copy of the book, they can definitely go on Amazon and find it there. Right. Um, but I also, at the beginning of this year in 2022, I decided to try and impact as many people as possible when it comes to the dreams concept. And so if you go to the website, go to daneespigard.com forward slash free gift, um, you can just get a free downloadable PDF of the book as well. My gosh. So wow. that's my, my, my gift and my offer to hopefully improve as many businesses as possible. That is awesome. Well, I'm, on behalf of the business community, thank you. Yes. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. That That is really awesome of you. Like I said, thank you so much. I love this concept. I mean, I, I can't say it enough. I think it's great. I'm yeah. going to get the book and walk myself through it. And it's just me over here. So <laughs> well, it's my, my pleasure. It's been, uh, it's been great. Even just the, the, the idea of putting it into book form is also, you know, uh, made me better within my own business on it because I've had to be able to put it into a teachable form. Right. So it's ah, really yeah, a gift right. to my own business. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzoir, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.